Your favorite Oscar prognosticators are back and here to hopefully help you win your Oscar pool. In the Billy Crystal Studios in Austin, Texas, I'm Hillary Livingston Butler, and this show has everything. As always, I need the Anne Hathaway to my James Franco, ooh, uh, the Steve Martin to my Alec Baldwin, again, ooh, <laughs> from the John Stewart Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's Christy Wise. Hi, Christy. Hello. I went through so many. I was like, okay, um, there's John Stewart. Okay, he was like a fi- he was an okay host. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, who else was a host? And I was like, Bob Hope. I'm like, that's too oldie timey. I don't even remember. Like, I've only seen clips. And then I was like, Whoopi Goldberg. And then I was like, nah, I don't want to do that because I feel like it's weird to you know use a woman of color yeah. to like mask. And then I'm like, um, Ellen DeGeneres, no. Like I'm just going, like Jimmy Kimmel, no. So I was like, all right, John Stewart, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. Um, as usual, we'll do small talk, medium talk, and how you can get involved with the show. And now it's uh, small talk and the section I like to call Catching Up with Christy. <laughs> and I wish I had like a theme song yeah, to go along with it. It definitely needs a theme song. <laughs> um, nothing really um, that exciting. Still looking for a job if anyone has some jobs out there. Um, Come on. I'll take it. <laughs> Watching a lot of, you know, our favorite season, award season. Um, yes. It's been awesome that, I mean, I don't know. Did you watch the SAG Awards? I did. I saw like some and yeah. I like I really watched the clips. I mean, mm-hmm. I it's weird because I don't I didn't watch Game of Thrones and I didn't watch The Last of Us. Like it just and mm. it just is not like it's just. And it's fine. It's like one of those things that I'm like, it's not for me, but like I'm happy other people mm-hmm. are enjoying it. But I do personally enjoy Pedro Pascal. I, on Las Culturistas this week, uh, Matt Rogers was like, there's just something about mm-hmm. him that like it's beyond like looks or whatever. I mean, because he is a very good looking guy. It's beyond any of that. It's just like he imbues like just like kindness and like just you're like he just seems like a sweetie just Mm -hmm. seems like a nice guy that you want to be around so I saw his speech and I loved it it was great like I it was where he was like I thought I could get drunk I didn't think I was gonna (laughs) win (laughs) Um, Uh, I felt like that was very me well and so what I what I was gonna say is I love they put it on Netflix so Netflix yes um so then they swore like they had swearing on it which they yes, um, yes. normally are just like ready to block anyone that they think are gonna swear or whatever um and but, they bleep them out for like too long like it's like too extreme bleeping where you're like wait what did they say yeah they weren't cussing that whole time exactly um and then um they did a behind the scenes so after you'd win an award you'd go talk what is he's from um queer i tan is that his name oh right 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 yeah and he was like interviewing people yeah. right so he would interview people and that was my favorite part because that's when pedro was like i blacked out i have no idea what i just said <laughs> and then he also said that he planned on making out with kieran um at the after party <laughs> so i think that's part of well, it is pedro's like no one re- he's kind of like this like, you know he's like pansexual no one really knows what's going on and so everyone's just excited (laughs) yes i mean to go seriously he's like you can't really like pinpoint it just like he's like a nice fun guy that everybody enjoys being around that's kind of what it seems to be and it's like all right good yeah no it is i mean i don't like that you don't have a job that totally Mm -hmm. sucks but i like that you have time to watch you know yeah. Movies and, and I've watched you know, all the movies memorials. this year. Have to give a little shout out to Gregory for making that happen. He found some yes. movies that didn't yes. ever play here or were at like really weird theaters. Um, definitely not in my 
AMC uh, suburb <laughs> um, movie theaters. But Hillary, I know that you don't like scary stuff and I don't either. So I want you, I have a challenge for you to watch The okay. Last of Us episode okay. three. You don't have to watch anything well, okay. else. Have you seen it? I know. That's the... No, no, no. But I like... I'm aware of it. Okay. That's the one with Marie Bartlett yep. and um, what's his face from yeah. Parks and Rec. And yeah, there's yeah. no um, um, monster, zombie, mushroom people. Like it just... I. It just is like a sweet mm-hmm. like... It's like a one-off. Sad. For what, what do they call it? Yeah. Bottle? Bottle episodes. Yep, bottle episodes. Yeah. That's what this episode of Tishi is. It's a bottle yep. episode. <laughs> <laughs> Christy and I fall in love. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hi. Um... <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I, I, um, Christy has done a much better job. I've been trying to catch up. There's so, there are a lot of movies mm-hmm. that I still need to, to see. I, I just saw, and I should see it in the theater because I do like seeing things in theaters. I just haven't had time, but I saw that Poor Things is going to be, I mean, we'll talk about it more, but Poor Things is going to be on Hulu, um, like March 5th or mm. something. So I was like, oh, because oh, I was, I know. So I was like, well, at least I'll be able to see it and have an informed opinion on this. Um, yeah, but I think we're and, a good match know. because I watch yes, all the movies and then you listen to all of the stuff. So you're exactly like more educated exactly. in <laughs> like the dialogue. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I, I listen. It's like people, this there's, I, I've talked about her and she's great. This new um, woman that started with our team and she's very young, but she was like, do you watch the bachelor? And I'm like, no however i'm aware of what's going on or like even mm-hmm. like real housewives like i used to watch real housewives like especially when we had cable i watched real housewives all the time because it was like it was always on and it was just i don't know i feel like when i i just did um but now i don't watch it as much but i'm always aware of what's going on yeah I like timelines screenshots <laughs> yeah. like you yes, know that i know <laughs> i'm aware of it all like i i get it i know who the personalities are i know who yeah. the players are i get it um, and I have the historical references as well that I can draw. And mm-hmm. so, yes, I, I absorb things, but I, I really have been trying to challenge myself because especially with movies, but like, you know, I'll be like, oh yeah, I've heard that's really good. Or I've heard that's not very good. And it's like, well, Hillary, maybe you should just like actually you know, <laughs> go see it maybe and like have an opinion yourself because there's some things that like, you know, I'll see it like. Well, like uh, a lot of my friends, we talked about it on the last time that we were on together. A lot of my friends loved Saltburn, and then I saw it, and I was like, "This movie is dumb." I had a good time, but this movie is yeah. stupid. Um. Anyway, so I, I'm trying to force myself. And the thing is, and every time I watch a movie, even if it's like not great, I'm like, I'm so glad I wa- I'm glad I watched it. Like now I can have an opinion about it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like reading a book. Like you're like, even if I didn't like it, it's like. I don't know. It adds to something to my life, yeah. like an opinion I can have or whatever. Um, speaking of which, um, this is a this is a segment that Christy started a, not a few months ago. It's what you watching, mm-hmm. um, and I. It's something that you watch that I think like you wouldn't necessarily recommend, but you're like it's whatever you want to discuss it because there's plenty of shit that I watch that does not need to be discussed on this podcast (laughs) i mean if anybody wants to talk about love is blind Mm -hmm. christy like we'll discuss it (laughs) i don't need to discuss it on the show um but last weekend um thanks to a certain husband of the show um i watched the movie blackberry which actually i think is also streaming on prime or something but i it was there and i was like oh you know i've been meaning to see this um this is my synopsis of BlackBerry, which is basically tells the story of the founding of like research in motion, the BlackBerry, the phone, not the fruit. Um, the 
I was kind of stoned when I watch it. Sorry, mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, this was my big revelation that um, Blackberry is okay. Like draft day is to Moneyball what Blackberry is to the social network. Like. I enjoy all of them, but some are be- like some are like more like higher caliber mm-hmm. than the others. Like Moneyball is an excellent movie about sports and money and all that. And Draft Day is like a very silly movie about drafting, but it's kind of the similar, you know, like genius at the heart of it. And like, what is he going to do to get the team that he wants? Blackberry is sort of the same thing, but it's as social network, it's like the starting of this thing, but then it kind of gets corrupted and some people come out on top and some people don't. And similar to the social network, it even had some of the same similar music as the social network. Um, It it was good and interesting because I didn't know a lot of it, but like I didn't, because it's such a Canadian company. I just, I, I don't know. I just wasn't aware of a lot of like how it got started, but it was sort of silly and also I just the wigs in it please y'all I go look up the wigs because they're and I guess they look like the people that started it but they are so stupid like it was comedically dumb like and they and it goes over time where like they're cha- you know they're getting older or whatever and the wigs change like everybody's wigs are bad and I, I get that they probably had a small budget or whatever but it the wigs are like distractingly bad Jay Baruchel plays sort of the head the guy that founded the company and he is the guy that he's playing, I guess had white hair at a young age. So Jay Baruchel, who is to me like a, he's a, has brown hair. He's wearing this white wig and it's fine if you wear a wig. It just like, is so it's so obviously a wig that it was distracting. <laughs> and um, the guy from it's always sunny in Philadelphia, Glenn Howerton plays like the sort of asshole side of the company. Who's obsessed with hockey. And there's like a whole, part about him but trying to buy hockey teams and being distracted whatever it's so Canadian um but he is wearing a bald cap because I don't think he's bald in real life and it is so like he has like a cue ball with the little like fryer tuck sides on it and it just is so it just <laughs> is bad like it's so bad that I was like this movie could have been really good it just is the um you know the production value is a little bit lacking. I did enjoy it. I mean, I I, I like those kind of movies, but um, but it was a little bit silly. I haven't seen. I think Dave watched it, but it is that movie Dumb Money, which I think is also sort of in that. You know, they're all taking inspiration from the Social Network. It's like, oh, like we're gonna start doing this thing, but then mm-hmm. it like falls apart at some point. But anyway, it was interesting, and it was. I never had a BlackBerry. Um, so I remember when the iPhone came out, I had no loyalty. I mean, I liked my phone fine. I had like a, I didn't have a sidekick, but I had like a thing that flipped up and flipped out. Like I, it, so it sort of had a keypad, but it was little, like it was a flip phone. Um, and I liked that. But as soon as I think the second generation of iPhone came out, I was like, all right, well, that's what I'm going to do. Cause it seems like that's the future. But I know that people that had Blackberries were like obsessed with Blackberries. Like they, did you ever have one? I did. I had yeah. to have one for work. So I wasn't obsessed yes. in a way that like I was excited about it cause I was on call. Um, yeah, you're like, this kind of sucks. Yeah. Actually. I actually ended up throwing it into Lake Washington when I <gasps> left the That's company. so like Andy from The Devil Wears Prada. Yeah, totally. You're like, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> totally. But um, yeah, I had one. I mean, it was a revolution at the time, right? So. Totally. Yeah, I remember being in LA in, 
because I guess I started in like the late 90s, early 2000s, and I moved to LA in 2003. And I remember reading like an Us Weekly, like nobody can be without their Blackberry. And mm-hmm. I was like, their what? Like it just sounded so, like I just had never really, like I had my Motorola, my silver, like it looks like a bullet, sort of my silver Motorola. And I thought I was like hot shit. And I like <laughs> T9 texting, I was so good at it. I was like, yeah. yes, like get me at this. But um, I think I was so broke then. And my work obviously didn't provide for it. So like, I was so broke then that I was like, well, I'm never gonna, I don't need this. Like, I'm not emailing anybody right yeah. now. Um, But yeah, I think my brother had a Blackberry. I'm like, he, my brother might still have a Blackberry. I don't even I don't think they exist anymore. <laughs> but like, he was obsessed with his Blackberry. Um, but it was interesting, because it was like, you know, there, there's obviously things that the iPhone did that revolutionized it where you didn't have the keypad, but I think people did like having a keypad and it is sort mm-hmm. of nice to be able to, I mean, honestly, now it's sort of the same thing, but like, if this is what makes me like more Gen X than like a millennial, I guess, is that I, um, when I have to write a long email or whatever, or if I have to do anything that's like involved, like filling out a form for the kids or whatever that's on a website, I like to do it at my computer. Mm-hmm. Like I hate doing it on my phone. I'll do it on my phone, but I'm like, I need to be able to type like on a keyboard, not yeah. just like use my thumbs anyway, whatever. But anyway, I, I don't know if, if you're interested in that kind of thing, it's interesting. It, it's not like a, wholehearted endorsement but like you know I did oh and another thing I'm not going to recommend it yet because um I didn't write this down okay so this is something that I thought I had hacked and then actually like um they got me capitalism got me in the end um so you know I have Spotify premium because whatever I use it a lot and I I listen to a lot of podcasts on it and I listen to music on it la 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 um so I pay for it. And then all of a sudden, like books started showing up on my Spotify. Like, oh, like listen to this. And I was like, oh, am I going to like have to pay for it in addition? And I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to do it. Well, then after I finished reading the like vampire porn from the one that we talked about last week, um, there was another vampire <laughs> book that was, it's like number three on the bestsellers list that uh, it's called Bride. And whatever it was the sex scenes were really good but like it's a, sort of a silly book but I enjoyed it so I I was like oh I wonder if I could listen to it and I just started listening to it on Spotify like it, mm. there's no like download it if there's no nothing and I was like did I like hack the mainframe like am I paying this amount and it also includes books like this rules do I can I cancel my audible subscription like this is awesome and so I listened to that whole book and I was like this is whatever I just felt like I was I don't know, getting a little bonus. I guess this is what capitalism does to you. You're mm-hmm. like, anytime they give you anything, you're like, oh my God, did I get something for free? <laughs> anyway, so finished that book and it was probably like 10 hours long or something. And then I was like, oh, now I'm just going to like go through books. Like if I can just listen to books on Spotify, like here I come, I'm going to be like, you know, Oprah Winfrey's book club right here. Like I'm going <laughs> to listen to all of them. Um, and I started to listen to this one, which is like tangentially movie. Well, it's not tangentially. It is movie related. It's, um, Hold on. It's flaw. Okay. That's what it's called. So I had heard about this book from, um, Ed Zwick who, um, he produced and sort of directed 30 something, my so-called life. And also a bunch of movies, like a bunch of random movies, but like a bunch of movies, like glory, um, legends of the fall, I'm trying to think what else, like, like the last samurai, he did a bunch of bullshit, like, and he did that one with, um, Anne Hathaway and 
Jake Gyllenhaal, which is not a good love and other drugs. Like he's mm. done a bunch of random stuff, but he wrote this book that's sort of like dishy. And I'd heard him on other podcasts and he'd like, and I'd read an article about it. Like he kind of talks shit. Like he will say things. And usually he caveats it with like, they were younger and like, I wasn't great. Like he accepts some blame in it, but he's, but he tells like whatever happened from his point of view. Um, Anyway, so I was like, great, this is amazing. Like, I'm totally going to read this. And I started reading it, listening to it on Audible. And I was like, I can't wait to finish this. This is perfect for our Oscar thing. And I'm going to recommend it. Well, then all of a sudden it just stopped. And Spotify was like, you only get 15 hours of listening time for books a month or in your billing cycle or whatever. And I was like, God damn it. So now am I going to have to go buy it somewhere? Anyway, I'm going to wait until I can listen to it. What is it called? it's called Hits, Flops, and Other Illusions by okay. Ed Zwick. Um, and he reads it. He does a good job. I like his voice. Um, and he, so far, the three people that he sort of talks shit about, and when I say shit, like, it's just sort of a little bit dishy. It's not like they're bad people. The only person that is, like, a bad person, obviously, is Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. and all of this. Like, he's like, fuck him. Besides, like, you know, his myriad of, you know crimes um this is more just like him being an asshole but he talks shit about matthew broderick but like more about matthew broderick's mother in this like his mother was sort of like a momager Mm. he also talks shit about julia roberts and not even really just so she was supposed to be the star of and he was a producer he didn't direct it but he was a producer on shakespeare and love and they had tried to do this so many times like it was like started in like the early 90s And she was going to play the Gwyneth part. And he was like, she was just so not right for it. She hadn't practiced the English accent at all. Like it was just really bad. And he was like, she was very kind of all over the place. But again, she was like in her early twenties and she was just newly famous. And then he kind of talked shit about Brad Pitt, but like on legends of the fall, just that he was like, Brad just like really didn't know he was felt like out of his depth and well, but it was so funny because he's like, this movie is so great. And I'm like, I'm not that great. Like it's, he's, Brad Pitt is beautiful in it, but like, it's not, I don't think it's seen as like this triumphant, like cinematic masterpiece, but, um, anyway, it's, it's fun. And it's like this sort of nineties, you know, like my favorite era of movies, like Mm -hmm. the nineties. So it's, it's fun. And it's like, it went by, I mean, I was like blowing through it. I was halfway through it and then Spotify got me. God damn it. I know the man got me. The Swedish man got me. Um, Anyway, so I will, uh, to be continued on that. Um, all right, let's move to the mailbag. Uh, last week's question of the week is, do you have good or bad teeth? Genetically, parenthetically. Um, Christy, do you think you have good or bad teeth? Um, so that's kind of depends on what you mean by that. So I have good, like, strong teeth. Yes. And um, not many cavities. And so that's good. I think I had one when I was an adult, like, for the first time. Um but it looked like I just opened my mouth and someone threw teeth in there, like, or well, what we called yes. rock sandwich teeth. Like they were just like <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> I, I'm looking through photos um, that my mom had and I'm like, oh, those were real bad. So did you, did you have braces? I though? did. I got them as soon okay. as my dad um, got a job in Alaska and they had good dental. I'm like, <laughs> this needs to be taken care of. But also my teeth were so like strong. Um, they wouldn't come out. So I had that, the, that shark teeth where all of my baby teeth came in uh, behind. Uh, ew, really? Yeah. That's and then so there wasn't crazy. room because my teeth were so crooked. So before I could even get 
braces i had to get eight teeth pulled which is pretty <gasps> traumatic when you're little that is oh my god yeah. and then when it comes horrific like, it was, like i can still hear the sound of it so yes and no so, i mean it's like you're i mean mine wasn't quite as dramatic but yeah i definitely had like jacked up as far as like positioning teeth mm-hmm. like they had to I didn't have to get any pulled, but I had to have a headgear and, like oh, I yeah, said, and all that care. stuff and braces. <laughs> Ooh. But um, but I haven't, I've only had one cavity. So, I mean, nice. I feel like in the long run, that might be the better situation. Yeah. It's like, as as long as you can afford to have braces, because mm. that shit ain't cheap. Um, all right. From the listeners. I was about to say from the readers, like I'm in Lost Culturistas, <laughs> the readers, readers, the finalists. Finalists and <laughs> Katie's, I think, right? The Katie's, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um okay amanda says i think i think fairly good teeth but i was also luck- lucky to get sealants and have decent dental care as least as an adult well that is lucky mm-hmm. you know i went to a doctor a dentist when i was like super broke but i was still super really anal about going to the dentist i was i had i had like um insurance to cover you know going to the dentist but anything extra it was like that's not gonna happen um and the dentist was like you need sealants in all of your teeth and I was like well that's not gonna happen so I'm not gonna go to you anymore because you're gonna bully me about this Mm -hmm. and I can't I can't afford it um Julie says I have bad teeth I've been pretty lucky with cavities none until adulthood and not many but three of my adult molars each in a different quadrant of my mouth never developed wow the dentist pulled the baby teeth and for a while I had bridges for the two on the bottom those have since been replaced with implants he thought the space left from pulling the one on the top would close up which it uh, which it did but it also resulted in my top teeth shifting so they are off center and a bit slanted. I also have inherited a predisposition for gum recession. So the roots of my teeth are beginning to show, which looks weird and leads to bone loss and greater risk of cavities. I've had three gum grafts. Oh, ouch. Oh, I'm sorry, Julie. And graft, I don't know why the word graft. Yeah, always. always. (laughs) I'm like, ooh. Um, All right, Lane says, I absolutely have bad teeth. I was born without adult incisors, so I still have two retained baby teeth at the canine position. Because of the way my adult teeth came in, my adult canines are in the spot where my adult incisors should be, giving me a vaguely vampiric look. Hey, listen, vampires are hot again, Mm -hmm. so get after it. Um, Since I was a kid, I've been told that the baby teeth... um, will last my whole life and there's no way to tell. At any point, I might be told it's time to pull the baby teeth and either get implants in those spots or move the adult canines over to an entire over an entire spot to where they should be and get implants in the incisor position. I'm obviously looking forward to that incredibly expensive bomb to drop. I also had a root canal in January and got a crown in February of this year. I had first uh, my first of both in 2014 on a different tooth, and no doubt that one is overdue for a revision soon. Oh, Lane, I am sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot. Um, Rosemary says, it remains to be seen, but I'm guessing bad. My dads are perfect and my moms are bad. Mine seem okay for now, but my receding gums are indicating to me that I got my mom's issues. Well, Rosemary, I saw you two weeks ago and your teeth are lovely, so (laughs) you're fine. Um, Jessica says, good as far as lack of cavities, but I needed braces. Same for both kids, which is surprising since my father-in-law is British. (laughs) All right. And finally, Megan says, I have genetically terrible teeth. One dentist described as such. That's so rude. Dentists sometimes are like rude. Like, well, I feel like genetically it kind of, it takes the, like 
it's not your fault. It's not like no, if you exactly. just brush your teeth more, you're you'll have better teeth. Yeah. That's not what happened in this situation. No. No, I was lucky because my like... mom's side of the family, all of them had dentures like in their forties, and so well, that's I was what we were talking about. That. That's what we were talking about. Is like how many people had dentures? Like when you, how different it is now? Because besides like people getting implants or mm-hmm. or even like having cosmetic, you know stuff done to their teeth like it's so like I knew a fair amount of old people with dentures like whatever people in their 50s with dentures my grand my grandparents didn't have dentures things and I, but like I'm, I know that they knew a lot of people that didn't they just like would pull them out and I think that must be one due to genetics but two due to like lack of fluoride or whatever yeah. in the water so people just For have sure. like rotting and teeth. they just didn't yeah. go to the dentist like yeah exactly it was yeah. just not a it's, yeah this was not a thing Oh, well, well, thank you guys. Y'all are all lovely besides your bad teeth. We <laughs> Just don't you, smile however. at me. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't smile at me, but I accept you regardless. <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to medium talk. Okay, so the Oscars are... Um, Sunday, um, March 10th. And so Christy and I were like, we need to get ahead of this because if we did it next week, then it would come afterwards and then we would look like fools or we'd look smart. Who knows? Um, so we thought we'd do it on this week. Um, I'm excited. Okay. So just to set the scene, I mean, Christy will have just thrown, I don't know, is that the right word? Thrown your mother's memorial yeah i mean like it's a party it's it's on saturday right yes and so there's so many people in town and i'm like yeah i can do that but i i have a heart out for everything at five and they're like what are you doing i'm like what do you do the oscars (laughs) these are very important to me i know and like i'm going to be i wish i was going to seattle to be with christy and lots of other people it'd be really fun and you know be there for my friend but i will be in washington dc going on an educational spring break with my children but mm. saturday night oh you know what i just realized see i'm glad we're talking this out because i had made reservations for um a restaurant i'm like we might scoot that one to the next night because yeah. um uh yeah no we uh we're gonna be in washington dc but at, like that night i'm like sorry guys y'all gotta mm-hmm. go find, figure out something else i mean you can watch with me if you want to and i think rory probably will and bridget might for like a little bit but it's Oscar night. This is a very important night. Yeah. Last year, I watched it from Great Wolf Lodge. This time, I will be watching it from the AC Hotel in <laughs> downtown Washington, D.C. Um, but we're ready to go. And I will have caught up with more movies by then. But I actually, like, I've seen, I haven't seen a ton, but I've seen, like, a fair amount. So, And I feel like I've, I feel like we talked about it, you know, a couple weeks ago that I, I feel like there were a lot of good movies this year, a mm-hmm. lot of really interesting movies. And there's other years where I'm like, I don't really care about it. You know, like it's something I'm like, I guess it probably is good. But this year I'm like, I'm kind of excited about it. So, so we're going to do our, you know, what we've done in years past, who should win and who will win. And we've been wrong before. Yeah. Just like when we definitely said Chadwick Boseman, we were like, bet your money on oh it. He's God. winning. <laughs> And it was like robbery mm, Anthony Hopkins <laughs> I know sorry um anyway okay so I but I feel I like just this is pl- perfect for us because who will win you've got that because you I've listen to all yes. the podcasts and know all that stuff and who should win is you know my my choice your opinion <laughs> and yes and like yeah like and we'll have discussions but yes we um 
we're, but to, you know, as we will be in different places, but Christy and I will do, we're going to do a live. I mean, we'll do what we do. We're like on the Facebook page mm-hmm. commenting because it is sort of fun to be engaged yeah. on that. It's, I mean, I, I still am like sometimes have flashbacks to the Will Smith one where I'm like, I'm having such a great time. This is such a fun show because it was the first one that was like post vaccination. So mm-hmm. people were like a little bit more, you know, people were wearing masks, but they were, it wasn't so weird. Um, and then the slap happened and yeah. it was like, this isn't fun anymore. Yeah. I'm not having a good time anymore. <laughs> yeah. This is weird. Did that just happen? Um, but yeah, we will be live, whatever, Facebooking, whatever we want to call it. Um, and I just, the ones I picked, I just sort of picked top of the line. I didn't go into screenplay. I mean, no. probably could have some opinions about it, but I think mm-hmm. just to keep it nice and simple, we'll do, uh, and if y'all want to ask us, we'll have opinions about other ones. You can yep. message us, but these are the, we these are the top opinions. line ones. Yes. <laughs> always, always. Um, all right. Let's start with supporting actress. This is the one I think that is locked in. Like this mm-hmm. is, if somebody else, this is very Chadwick Boseman. If somebody else wins this, it will be like shocking because she has won Everything. every pre court, every pre I, sh- I don't think she's lost anything. So the will is definitely Davine Joy, and Ra- Joy Randolph, um, in the holdovers. And I thought she was excellent, mm-hmm. but, um, um, but Christy, you've seen the color purple, which I have not. Yeah. Okay. So she is great in that. It's a, it's a great movie. Um, and so how I define this for actor and actress, I've probably said this before is, could I see anyone else doing it? Like, could anyone sure. else step into this role and make it as great as it was? Um, now, she did a great job. Probably couldn't see anyone else doing it the way that she did. But Danielle yeah. Brooks should win it. Um, not only did she act the hell out of that, but she sang. And her voice is amazing yeah also i love an egot story and she's a sneaky one i did not Uh, even this wasn't even on my record i'm like wow yeah on my radar that she got the tony for color for the color purple yeah yeah so it would i love 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 getting like when they get the egot and same she deserves and when it's like and a legit, I mean, that sounds so rude when it's like an illegitimate EGOT. Like, not that I'm happy that Jennifer Hudson has an EGOT, but some of hers mm-hmm. are like, oh, she produced something, which is like, that's not John like Legend, nothing. But I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and also, yeah, I know. It's like, okay, well, like, you produced some stuff. Like, I want you to be performing. I want it to be a true yes. EGOT, which, yeah. whatever. I mean, listen, I haven't won anything. So, yeah. what am I just supposed to say? But, um, well, I, I did see the color purple was streaming. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm definitely going to check it out it's, for yeah. sure. It's, okay. Because really the other one makes me cry and I know, and I love a musical. So, mm. um, oh, you know what I should do? Okay. What I'm going to do, which I usually forget and edit is I'm going to read who they are. Okay. The best, these are the nominees. Okay. Okay. Um, Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, America Ferreira for Barbie, Dave and Joy Randolph for The Holdovers, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple and Jodie Foster for Nyad. Um, yeah, I think... Uh, you know, one of those two would be good. I mean, I, I, am, I, I haven't seen Oppenheimer, and I, I do want to see it. And it's streaming now. Um, and I, I told Rory I'd watch it with him mm-hmm. if he didn't talk, which is asking a lot. Um, but and I love Emily Blunt. I celebrate mm-hmm. her. I just don't. I don't quite think this is the. She was great is, in it. So what's really hard about this is. The opposite of the supporting actor, which we've had a couple years in a row, and actor, honestly, is that every one of the actresses 
did a great job. Yeah, the supporting and actor is like movie really? that I. <laughs> yeah, I'm like okay. <laughs> um, even in a movie I don't love, which was Nyad, mm-hmm. I thought that Jodie Foster oh, was great, amazing. So, you know, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. It'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. Um. All right, let's move on. Best supporting actor. The nominees are Sterling K. Brown in American Fiction, Robert Downey Jr. in Oppenheimer, Mark Ruffalo in Poor Things, Robert De Niro in Killers of the Flower Moon, and Ryan Gosling in Barbie. Um, and I I said the will is, it's definitely going to be Robert Downey Jr. I just, this is the second biggest lock. I just think mm-hmm. that like, it's so much. It's like the story of like, one, he, you know, is involved in franchises that make billions of dollars to it's like this comeback story you know he was uninsurable for so long and he he you know seemingly was down a really bad path and now it's like he's like the king of hollywood sort of the only thing that kind of grosses me out about robert downey jr and i like him i like him as an actor i think he's a really good actor but the only thing that i'm always like is that the one person that would insure him and that he always ends up thinking and jodie foster's the same way it's so weird is they um they always think mel gibson like it's so weird Hmm. like jodie foster is really good friends with mel gibson they were in maverick together or whatever and robert downey jr was in that there's a movie called like america i can't remember exactly what it's some movie from like 30 years ago and it was one of the first only like mel gibson like helped get him insured to be on this movie so i'm always like can we just ignore him please mm-hmm. like thank him privately you don't have to thank him in yeah. front of you know all of america um who do you think should win this though um should i think uh i would be fine with ruffalo or gosling they yeah. did so oh, great um i know <laughs> the, the character i would love and gosling's gonna perform and i'm really i'm excited so excited about that. and i don't think anyone could have been in their place now robert downey jr is definitely getting this for his you know scope of work yes the part was like i said i think last year it's just men doing men and like it was there was so (laughs) many like that whole cast is just every white man in hollywood it pops up you're like oh okay that oh him oh okay and you know he had the wig and he just did a lot of talking and anyone could have anyone could have come in and done that. And in fact, I think Matt Damon did more, um, should have been nominated instead. Um, yeah. I mean, once you watch it, you tell me what you think. Um, okay. I'm going to watch it this weekend. That's my goal. Any person could have any white done that part could have done that. part. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's the Mm forties. Let's hire. (laughs) We just get to hire all the white guys that we want to, um, Okay. All right. Well, TBD. That one, I feel like, I think it is going to be Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes you get the, like, the Glenn Close thing mm-hmm. where everybody's like, well, she's going to win, so we're going to vote for somebody yeah. else. So, I don't And I would I love, know. I love Mark Ruffalo so much. Like, I would love to I know. see his I know. Speech. He's also, like, like I say with, like, Pedro Pascal, oh, like, he just same. seems kind of like a sweetie. Yep. He's you the know? same category as um, Pedro Pascal. Like, you would yeah. want to be friends with them. They would be great. And he would just probably cry and um, be like, oh, no, Robert deserves this or whatever. Yes. I, I just, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. And they were like in, whatchamacallit together. Yep. They were in um, Marvel in Bros. Whatever. I know. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. Um, okay. 
All right, let's move on to actress. Okay. This is the one that I think is like genuinely like I don't know what's going to happen. Um, okay, the nominees are if my mouse would work, I will scroll up and tell you the nominees are Annette Benning for Niad, uh, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Hula for Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. See, um, all of these were amazing. Well, yeah, Annette yeah. Bening, it, okay. she did, okay. She that, was good. She was really good. She nailed it. Like, if you've seen yeah, any news totally. footage. But that woman is very problematic. Yes. And the movie was just blah. Like, it was mad. It was a very, like, Netflix movie. Yes. Like, it, felt, it didn't feel like, I like, I can only imagine watching it on my TV, not, like, on a big screen and maybe it would have been better, but I was like, mm, this isn't for me. But, um, yeah, no, everybody was amazing though. I haven't seen all of them, but I, I, okay. So leading up to the SAG, like, you know, in, like Lily Gladstone had won some stuff, but, and everybody was like, Oh, maybe it's going to be her. And then Emma Stone really started kind of having this momentum. Mm-hmm. But then when Lily Gladstone won the SAG award, when I was listening to, um, little Goldman, the vanity fair podcast that, talks about awards and movies and stuff um they were like well the SAG really is like is that really just like how it's gonna go because the actors are voting now everybody gets to vote in the Oscars all the other branches get to vote um or the Academy members but um but I don't know Lily Gladstone I feel like she might pull it out and I think that would be I haven't seen it but I feel like it would just be really cool like it's really cool for this person who's not new to the business but she's new to like the superstardom that she's kind of gaining and she's just as it's just different and it's cool and she's not this like little ingenue and this is the thing it's not to take away from Emma Stone because from all accounts like she's is amazing in this movie and Mm -hmm. I like Emma Stone a lot I think she's a really good actress and I think she challenges herself a lot um but she's already won you know so it's like okay um but um, but who do you who do you think should win? Um, should will be you know Pride of Montlake Terrace High School. <laughs> um, she, so you haven't seen Killer Moon? Is that, no, oh. no, no. And I, I again, it's another one that I'm like I need to watch. It's one of those ones that's like this is three hours. I need to just like sit my ass yes. down and I'm I'll be happy that I watched it. Yeah. So um, that I kept pushing it back. That's actually Jeremy text Hillary uh, earlier. <laughs> today and said well what did what did he say like he said let me quote (laughs) i love getting a random jeremy text um please be sure to talk about how christy cheated on me and i just went ooh, (laughs) with the emoji eyes (laughs) Um, so Mm -hmm. i knew i had to get it done and i kept putting it off like that and oppenheim like oh there's gonna be very long it's like homework it's like homework and she was the only yeah she was the only selling point of it i'm like again every white man in hollywood like um yes so i just sat down and watched it and he came in halfway and was like uh, because i he wanted to watch it with me but a three-hour mm-hmm. movie, he well, can't last a three-hour movie. Like no, and even Jamie, I, I love you, <laughs> but like that's not your strength. Yeah. And even <laughs> me, I had to divide it up into three different viewing time, and that also yeah. was like, oh, yeah. I had to go somewhere or whatever. But she plays it so well. She learned a new language. Yeah. Um, Dang. And also, she uh, as part of it, I'm not going to spoil or alert or whatever, but um, she gets very sick. And so just playing that plus different languages plus um, she just 
tells so many stories with her face. And yeah, her face is like crazy in a good way. Like it's just a, like it's so when I say different looking, that makes it sound like she has like eyes on like her chin or something. Yeah. It just is like it's a different face than we're used to mm-hmm. seeing on the big screen. Yeah. You know, it just is a I mean, she's a Native American like it. She just it looks it's it's beautiful, but it is just like different and striking. Yeah. And just and she and part of it is the character is very quiet and in the mm-hmm. not talking she does so much acting and i again yeah. i don't think anyone That's... could have no could have taken no no no, no. Now, second, i heard oh, her oh, no i heard her in an interview with um on vanity fair and they had her and they had the costume designers one was like um a costume designer like a professional costume designer from hollywood and then they also had like sort of a uh, like a consultant who was a native person from that tribe, I believe. Okay. And it was just fascinating about how like meaningful all of this stuff is and like how they really source stuff out to be factual and like timely. And it, anyway, it was really, and it, it was really fascinating. It was really, it was really cool. All the stuff yeah. that they did. And uh, just a runner up, if we could have a second place, mm, it would be Sandra yes. Huller for sure. Oh, she's so good. Oh my God. I mean, three she, I different have, languages. I mean, I'm it is. terrible at language, so like yeah. that's amazing. Like, if you're gonna sing, and act, yeah, or s- speak multiple languages that aren't your own, like it's amazing. Yeah. She, there's, I mean, I I recommended it a couple weeks ago, but like, if there's one scene, I mean, there's a lot of scenes, but there's one scene that is like I think about it all the time, and I like want to do like a, a I like want to have like a. I don't know, like a test of like show this to a bunch of men and show this to a bunch of women Mm -hmm. and see how they react to this scene because it, it, I think it's really different. Mm -hmm. I think like Christy and I talk, have talked about it and like, I'm like, yeah, she's right. And then I've heard men be like, well, no, she's a really hard person and that's really tough. And you know, she's being so mean and I'm like, she's not being mean. She's just being honest. Um, and it's she's the acting is so good at this scene. And the thing about Anatomy of a Fall is it's yes, it's it's ostensibly about a murder, but it's also just like about marriage a lot and relationships and um, you know, how you battle against somebody else's like your individual individuality within a marriage and I I thought it was fascinating and, and yeah, the the languages are crazy it's i i loved it i i it's not a short movie it's another one that's kind of long but i would like totally watch it again because i feel like there's things that i maybe missed because you're trying to like cobble together okay like what's going on and now that you kind of like sort of know what's going on i think it'd be interesting to watch back and be like oh okay and see i don't know if you see clues or whatever but yeah she's great in zone of zone of interest just well the zone of the zone of interest is i just watched it and it's um she I was trying to tell somebody today, I was like, what's so crazy about it is Rory and I have been having a lot of discussions <laughs> about like complicated people because he was asking me about Richard Nixon. And I was like, well, he's a complicated person. And, you know, mostly I just like don't have the time or like the energy right then to like <laughs> go into details about it. Um, but what I was saying about zone of interest is it's like <sighs> these people are living there it's the the story is basically that the guy the man is the head of Auschwitz so he's a Nazi he's a he's a murderer you know he's the head murderer essentially and but like you're not ever really seeing that like there's stuff that you see but like it's really abstract the stuff that you see like you don't see 
you hear screams, you mm-hmm. see like smoke, like you obviously see stuff, but you don't see people like getting shot or anything like that. You hear you don't the gunshots, yeah. But- yeah, you, but you don't see it. You just kind of, it's like just all around you, but they're living in this like idyllic house. Like it is like this mansion with like all of this land and she's, Sandra Huller's the, you know, she calls herself the queen of Auschwitz. Like she's, she's like, you know, put gardens in and, and it's beautiful and the children are happy. And it's like, it's this thing where, and this is what I thought about it, and it's tough. It isn't, it's all fully in German, but like, I I keep thinking like anybody close up when you're looking at their family life and them being happy seems like they're a good person. So it's like, you can be tricked to mm-hmm. be like, oh, but look, they're like so nice to their family. And like that, isn't that count for something? But yet he's like in charge of killing millions of people. And half of his brain is thinking about, well, what's the most efficient way to kill the most amount of people, yeah. you know? So it's, it's like kind of, and it's like kind of messes with your mind because the protagonists in this movie are Nazis. They're bad evil people and but like they're the protagonists you're seeing everything through their eyes and the guy's like you know he kind of gets moved around in the nazi regime and you're like oh but he wants to stay there but then you're like oh my god i'm like i'm like rooting for a nazi yeah. and so it kind of like puts your brain into like this i don't know weird position yeah cognitive um, anyway but she's amazing in it she basically like you know she's in the 40s so she's playing sort of a different version of herself but um so it's in that she feels like she's this milkmaid that's taking yeah. care of this little farm. And then in anatomy of anatomy of a fall, she's like so modern, you know, she's like this, you know, modern writer woman of in 2023 or whatever. So, um, I don't know. I think she's a great actress. I know she's been in stuff. I just, she's in this movie called Tony Erdman, which I've never seen, but it's supposed to be really good. Um, and I, just I like want to look at all the other stuff she's done because I just think she's just again she has a face that's also like she mm. she's like 46 years old she's not like super young I mean she's pretty but she's not like I don't know she's she just has a really expressive face and she does a lot of acting with her face mm-hmm. and it's like um I, as some I don't know some TikTok I saw this guy was like I didn't want to like this but Miss Ma'am is acting her ass yeah. off and it was like she is acting her ass off and the same so, thing yeah, in the in the quietness like when she gets the fur coat and just like mm-hmm. her face and then also mm-hmm. um, the lipstick like those parts are just yeah yeah yeah, yeah. anyway she's she's one to watch I mean again she's like in her 40s yeah. but uh, she knew to us so, but yeah I I don't know. This one's a top a toss up. I I'm now I for a long time I was like it's going to be Emma Stone, but I'm kind of now thinking that it's going to be Lily Gladstone. I just like have this feeling that people like want her to win. Mm-hmm. And while it's been I guess like eight years since Emma Stone or seven years since Emma Stone has won, I just feel like she still seems so. I mean, she's not yeah. that young. She's thirty five or whatever. But I I feel like we're like well you know. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I don't know. That one's going to be kind of exciting. I'll be sad, though. Like, I don't have a – but I'll be sad if Lily Gladstone wins. Not, like, because I don't like Emma Stone. I just, like, I, I want to see Lily Gladstone up there. I yeah. think that would be really cool. Um. All right. Director. Oh, wait, I think we missed – did we do actor? Oh, we didn't do actor. You're yeah. right. God, I always do this. I do it's it out of It's because they're Every so year. boring. <laughs> I know. It's like, okay. Okay, best actor. The nominees are Bradley Cooper and Maestro, Christie's number one movie of the year. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> Coleman Domingo and Rustin, Paul Giamatti and The Holdovers, Killian, it's Killian, right? Yeah. Killian Murphy and Oppenheimer and Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction. And like, um, I know 
these are all good actors and mm-hmm. I've seen one and he was great, but I, no offense men, but I always find it them to be kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. No offense. <laughs> um, I think, well, okay. So I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth because I was like, well, um, Lily Gladstone won the SAG. So I think she's going to win. Well, Kelly Murphy won the SAG and I'm still a little bit like, I feel like Paul Giamatti is going to win. Oh, okay. Only, only because I feel like Paul Giamatti, people really like him, like sort of in an RDJ way, but like, and he's been an actor for so long and, um, they didn't nominate him for, um, what's the wine movie? Um, oh, yeah. Sideways? Sideways. They didn't nominate him for Sideways. Um, I don't know. I just feel like people want to give it to him. But I would not be surprised if Killian Murphy won. The only other thing is Paul Giamatti is, uh, Killian Murphy seems like he's a nice guy, but he's like, he's not a campaigner. Like, he's yeah. not somebody who's like, oh, I'm going to go on the talk shows or podcasts or whatever. Yeah. But Paul Giamatti is like a little bit more willing to to do that kind of stuff yeah he's like a character actor who got yeah well they say the glow up or whatever (laughs) yeah exactly exactly so i don't know i i tend to think it's gonna be paul giamatti but oh we'll see we'll see this is another one that's like it's it's a talk or you know i've heard people say it could be jeffrey wright like maybe it's gonna be jeffrey wright because he's also somebody who's been acting forever and ever and ever you know so i don't know if he just i don't know if that deserves like that I don't think that that um, performance deserves it. Deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. He's great. Um, Honestly, of this pile of people, Coleman Domingo, did you watch Rustin? No, no. And it's on Netflix. I should watch it. You you should. Yeah. That was one of the last ones I watched because it was there. Um, And he just... He just nailed it. And also he yeah. he was on The Color Purple and did a great job on that, too. Um, and he's the Danny Glover part. Like, he's like the mean yes. guy part, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I also saw him on, and Christine and I have discussed this, how much we love watching the Graham Norton show clips. <laughs> um, love it. And he, um, he was on a couple weeks ago, and he told the story of meeting his husband. And it's like my dream come true. He, have you heard this? Mm-mm. Oh my God. He was, um, like this was like year, this was like 20 years ago or something. And he was in the Bay area somewhere, maybe Berkeley. I can't remember. And he was like, I went into, I think he said Walgreens. Cause I remember he was like, it's like your boots. Like he was trying to describe it to the audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, I went in and there was like a guy there that was with a woman and we just like kind of made eye contact. And I was like, so taken by him. But and then I like went and did my shopping and then I came out and he and this woman were like having an argument or something in the, in the parking lot and then they like got into her car but we made eye contact again I was kind of like oh you know I can't stop thinking about him and so this is like way back in the day and so he goes back on his computer and he's just like I'm thinking about him thinking about him and he was like I think maybe I'll go on Craigslist and do like a you know misconnection and he was like about to start when he started searching it and he saw like saw you at Walgreens on this date blah 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 and that's his husband I know I'm I'll post the clip because it was like so exciting I was like oh my god and he was like and we've been married for whatever so long you know and everybody else on the panel you know because they have like five other people or whatever on the panel and they all are like oh my god like it's so exciting and it's also I mean no offense Dave but it's like my dream I like started following a an Instagram that was like Austin Misconnections. And I was like, I wonder if I'm going to be in here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Are you talking about me? (laughs) And I'm sure Um, that Coleman has like a huge, like 
has been around forever and I've seen him in things, but like, it feels like he just came out of nowhere and probably cause he's in totally. two of the biggest movies, but yeah. And yeah. I'm, I mean, also history books lie in, um, it's all a scam, oh, yeah. but I didn't really yeah. know much about rest and I honestly, I didn't totally. know anything. So, um, totally. it, that just learning all about that was interesting and he just, wow. Okay. Very so I guess cool. that would be my pick if I if I were an Oscar voter, I guess I would vote yeah. for him. All right. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I really do. Yeah, I think it's definitely. I mean, poor Bradley. I'm sorry, Bradley. It's not going to happen, no. my dude. I You're feel bad really for him. Hard. It's like his I little know. baby that he like obsessed he is about. Like, he is sort of my like my um my crush, my mm-hmm. like celebrity crush. Though I'm 100% convinced that he's had hair transplants, which like whatever, a lot of women have had plastic surgery. I just feel like that's not his natural hairline. I just can, there's too much hair there. Anyway, that's all I have to say about that. But, um, (laughs) um, all right. All right. Finally, um, director, not finally, I just skipped ahead. Um, all right, let's see. The best director nominees are Jonathan Glazer for the zone of interest, Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Martin Scorsese and Killers of the Flower Moon, and Just- Justine Trier for Anatomy of a Fall, which I think is actually, I mean, obviously it would have loved and she, sh- you know, Greta should have been in there, but it is an interesting, the mix of the movies are really interesting. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, like, you know, it's just, is, there's some cool stuff in there, but I think honestly, like this one, it's going to be Christopher Nolan yeah. because he hasn't won before uh, you know he's he's made these huge movies, these like totemic movies, and they want to give it to him. And this, yep. besides the fact, if Greta was in here, I think it would maybe be a little bit different. But because Barbenheimer was like such a thing this year, and it sort of like lifted going to the theater again, mm-hmm. I just think that he's he's going to run away with it. I I don't really think there's any competition. Yeah, honestly, um, same. Um, I said, um. He he will win, um, hands down. It's not even competition. And yeah, but yeah. I am saying Justine Trier as the only woman nominated. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, and it's a it's a really well directed mm-hmm. movie, and the landscape is so cool. And it just, I mean, again, like I said on the show, like I want to know, I want to learn more about um, the French legal system yeah <laughs> is that how it works I, like please somebody needs to tell us is that how it works well and um <laughs> i think i put it in the next notes but i'll say it now like 90 percent of the movie is in a courtroom and that's really boring and she it yeah, was it not really boring. boring it was not boring no um and that that was interesting and just again it was like a quiet movie but then it wasn't like whenever yeah, yeah. um that song would play Oh my god! <laughs> no, it's just like I know that so it was and, so uh, freaking loud. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I'm in the very beginning, my, and I was watching it at my parents' house, and that song. My you know, my parents like have a sort of surround sound, so it's like P I M P, like the I don't know steel drum band version of P I M P is like <laughs> blasting, and of course my mom's like, "What is this song?" And it's like that's like sort of hurting my ears, but then kind of like once you start watching the movie, you're like, "Ooh, that song like kind of." makes sense in the con because mm-hmm. you're like this is so weird but then you're yeah. like it kind of makes sense in it you're like oh okay yeah but yeah no it's it's 
it's a wonderful movie. Um, but yeah, I think if you're if you're going in an Oscar pool, it's going to be Chris yeah. Nolan for sure. Um, all right, and finally, <laughs> we're not going to say the wrong one. Uh, it okay? Here are the nominees for Best Picture: um, American Fiction. What if I read the producers? I'm not going. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> Anatomy of a Fall, Barbie, Babe, um, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and The Zone of Interest. And I think, again, much like director, I don't see a world in which Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer doesn't win. Mm-hmm. It just is, it's the combination of like a, critically lauded movie that made a lot of money and that's what they want yeah. you know that's what they want and like Barbie was also critically lauded and made this shit ton of money I just you know at the end of the day like they're sexist and kind of snobby so mm-hmm. like Oppenheimer kind of fits all of the that that rubric that they're looking for oh yeah and like we said it's every white man um in there mm-hmm. who yeah they're votes. like oh. <laughs> and um, they're like we can't have other pe- we can't have really a lot of women or other you know people of no, color because it was the 40s yeah, we, we have to be realistic <laughs> yes <laughs> and you know uh, hollywood loves a uh, war stuff about war and oh, yeah. true yeah. stories the last and, good war yeah except that we like yeah. developed a you know deadly bomb but like whatever yeah that's fine um <laughs> yeah so like i said like you know like we said is that will win um what I did want to get in there is like Barbie and poor things and zone of interest were all like visually interesting in different, in different ways and like created whole worlds. Um, now is that a different category that, that I don't know. Like, is that the director? Like it just, I don't know. Um, all of them in different ways. Obviously, zone of interest versus Barbie, like yeah. different worlds. That we <laughs> maybe we don't want to live in one. Um, no, no. And then you know, the anatomy of the fall being in the courtroom and um, yeah, killers of the flower moon was important and the acting was great. And I mean, same with um, Oppenheimer. I just. Yeah, I. I mean, I think everybody sort of has like fatigue. It's like, all right, let's just like. And it's not even to say it's like it's bad or anything. It's just like okay, like I got it, I got it. All right, let's move on. Just give him his award. And the thing is, like, I I'm not like a huge Batman fan. I don't really care about Christopher Nolan in yeah. that way. But I remember seeing Memento when I was in college, mm-hmm. and I was like, I felt very cool yeah. that I had seen this sort of like indie-ish movie, and I I understood it and kind of like got the meanings behind everything. And I I do think he's a really cool director, and I think it's cool that he like, you know, he does has done some superhero stuff, but they were a little bit like one-off superheroes. They're not a part of like a big machine. Mm-hmm. I do think he's a really interesting director that challenges and stretches himself but it is a he is kind of a dude director i mean yeah. he just he, he is so like sometimes i'm interested and sometimes i'm i am interested in see in seeing oppenheimer i like i do want to see it just again the three hourness of it all is kind of can be daunting yeah to me um i do like that he has his his wife is emma thomas not mm. emma thompson emma thomas and she is a producer on all of his stuff and she kind of is like somebody who helps craft it so i kind of like that he he's always working with her i think that's cool but yeah. but what yeah. was your favorite movie it doesn't have to be um well i guess in this bucket or this year of what this was bucket. your favorite mo- movie oh my god um 
the one that stuck, I mean, I love Barbie. Mm -hmm. Like, and it's so weird because Barbie is like one of those, and I haven't watched it again. Like I should, it just, Mm -hmm. it's one, it was just this like weekend. I was actually reminiscing reminiscing about Mm -hmm. it today. It was this like perfect weekend that it like, I almost like don't want to watch it again because it was like such a perfect weekend that, (laughs) you know, it's like this, like I, it was like, I, we went to Seattle, Christy and Bridget and I went and saw Barbie. We had, you know, we went to Dintai Fung mm-hmm. and then we went to Taylor Swift the next day. And then we had, and it was like a beautiful Seattle week. You know, it was like one of those summer weekends where it's like 75 degrees and sunny and perfect and whatever. It was just this sort of ideal situation. So part of me's like, I don't want to burst that bubble, yeah. but that Barbie was fantastic. Um, I'm trying to think. I did love Anatomy of a Fall. I don't know. It, it's weird because it's not a movie that you're like, I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. I had so much fun watching it. Like I didn't have, it wasn't like fun. I just yeah. thought it was really, really interesting. And I haven't like stopped thinking about mm-hmm. it. And I know I like a movie when I like want to listen to people talking about it on podcasts. Like I want to like go back into the archives when it first came out yep. and be like, I want to, you know, <laughs> I want to like dig into this a little bit more. Um, I, the zone of interest is one that I'm like, I kind of want to watch it again because being that it is in German and it's totally subtitled, I, you know, was probably playing Candy Crush. So there would be like things that I missed. And so I was like, wait, what are, this is why I need to see subtitled movies, like subtitled in a different language in a theater. So I am forced to like not be on my phone, Mm -hmm. not be distracted about like whatever else is going on in my life. So I, it's anyway, but this weekend or before the Oscars, I am going to watch Oppenheimer and I'm going to watch um, um, Killers of the Flower Moon. So, like, stay tuned. And I'll watch Poor Things when it comes out. So, stay tuned. I'm going to get it That's in. That's your whole week. So I will see a majority. <laughs> I know. Bye, everybody. Um, I haven't seen Past Lives. I feel like I would like it. I just haven't seen it. And I like Greta Lee, yeah, it's despite cute. her being um, on a terrible show. <laughs> I think she, I like her a lot. Yeah. Like, a lot, a lot. But, um, I hope she's getting paid for the morning show. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Um, That's sad. My but, favorite um, was, so I'm yeah. opposite of Hillary where I never watch movies again. Um, you stumble upon a movie. I know. I like, like psychotically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, I'm watching Paul like, mm. Brief again. Or like you have like <laughs> five or 10 movies that you're like always watching. Just keep watching it. Yep. And yep. I don't do that. Um, and I watched Barbie four times. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it! And that, that, the same, I had the same with with you. Like we've always been like a movie comes out and we're like, why don't we live closer to each other? And we finally got to I see know. a movie together. Oh, it, was it was so fun. One. It, was it was awesome. Yeah, it was, and it was opening night. It was opening so night. Fun. People were dressed up. The it was just electric in the um, movie yeah, theater. Yeah. No one had yeah, seen it, it yet, awesome. so it it was. It was so good. It was awesome. And Hillary got awesome. to see the Nicole Kidman AMC um, ad oh, with the first time. I know. I was like, I haven't seen this yet. <laughs> and people were talking along with it. Like, it, it was just the perfect um, it was scenario. Awesome. And then, so yeah. I kind of was like, oh, but then I saw it again. And you catch things. I mean, because people were laughing and talking. Yeah. And so yeah. you you missed a lot of stuff. And so, yeah, I I know I probably I definitely need to see it again because like 
we had flown really early. You know, we'd mm-hmm. had sort of a longish a day, day. So it was like, I know. I remember we were at Den Tai Fong and Bridget was like. She fell asleep, oh, yeah, right? Sorry. I'm like, she's like, I know. She's I'm, like, I'm tired. I can't eat <laughs> so anymore. Tired. I'm tired. <laughs> Which if she's like not eating Chinese food or whatever, yeah. she, that means that she's she's exhausted. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm like, we need to just, we just need to get it in again. Because it was so fun. But, yeah, it was like, it was kind of like swirly eye delirious. And I'm like, this movie is so great. But I'm also exhausted. Yeah. And I'd had a few glasses of wine. But yes, I, I'll maybe not this weekend, but yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> You're busy. it. I know. I have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yes, definitely come to the Facebook page. Come join us. We we love having back and forth with y'all. Um, and we love having back and forth with each other. So even if you don't join, we'll <laughs> yeah, be there. We'll still be you there. can watch us. <laughs> join um, All right. I guess, I guess maybe a question of the week would be, I feel like we've already asked what your favorite movie is. Hmm. What's your question of the week be? Let me think on the fly. Um, what's your be- favorite best picture winner? Have Ooh, we ever of asked all that times? before? Of all time. Yeah. Well, we can Since do it every I, year because there's new movies, right? <laughs> I know. I have, because um, this leads into Tishi Recommends, because I have this like half-hearted quest to see all the best picture winners. Like, winners not just nominees I mean I try to see the nominees but like the winners Mm -hmm. of all time and like going through the list I've seen like I would say roughly 35 percent like I've seen a few um there's a fair amount like more recently that I just haven't seen like I haven't seen Birdman because I was like I just don't really care about seeing this or I haven't seen like The Artist because I just like don't really care about seeing that but I'll see it I guess eventually but this weekend I'm like scrolling through Tubi as I am want to do on a Saturday night and the apartment was playing now let me set the scene really quickly growing up my parents not growing up always my parents have strong opinions on movies my parents love to see movies this is like where Mm -hmm. I got my love of movies they would go to the movies like every weekend or they'd watch movies on tv um and you know they don't always agree on stuff sometimes they disagree but you know most of the time I feel like there's somewhat of a united front um, or like somebody likes something slightly more or slightly less there's been a couple of movies that my parents have like diametrically opposed um opinions on and one of them is the apartment my mom which won best picture in 1960 uh directed by billy wilder uh starring uh jo- jack lemon and shirley mclean and um my mom hates it like has always hated it and my dad loves it <laughs> and i tend to no offense dad side with my mom on a lot of things so i was always like i just won't like it like i'd already decided i wasn't gonna like it because i was like well i don't like the stuff that my mom also doesn't like, so mm-hmm. I'm not gonna like it. Um, and then, but I was like, you know, I've never seen it. I'm just gonna give it a whirl, and I loved it. Sorry, mom, I loved it. I thought it was great. It is very of its time, um, and it, but it's very like madness-esque, and like I don't. The setup is that Jack Lemmon's sort of an underling at this company, kind of unspecified corporation. And the men, the sort of executives in the company use his apartment, which I looked up where his apartment was and it was like, LOL, this apartment would be so expensive. Now, even though it's like kind of a shitty apartment, it would be, it's like Central Park West. Like it would be like crazy expensive now, but they use his apartment as like a place to go to have affairs with women. Mm -hmm. Um, And he kind of has, he does it because he wants to like move up in the company. Um, And then he like falls in love with Shirley MacLaine, who is an elevator girl and she's having an affair with Fred McMurray you know the 
asset mining firm, whatever he's, you know, of my three sons and all that, like he's, she's having an affair with him. Anyway, like it's kind of complicated, but it's, I thought it was really good. And, you know, it's sort of like light, but also like, also there's some really dark stuff in it for a sixties movie. It's, it's kind of a little bit ahead of its time. It's a little bit like not raunchy. You don't see anything, but like, I don't know. I feel like Ben Hur was the year before at like One Piss Picture, which is this grand sweeping epic. And this is like a very kind of small movie about, I don't know, corporate America and men abusing women and all this stuff. So I, I, I liked it. I liked the movie. I thought it was really good. And um, yeah, I recommend it wherever you can find The Apartment, 1960, Billy Wilder. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, Mine is... Uh well, watch all the movies that were nominated. Yes, um, yes, <laughs> and um, True Detective season four, maybe cold not lesbians for yeah, cold <laughs> lesbians. <laughs> I, they, I'm they're not lesbians. It is cold because it's in Alaska, but that's maybe, what they call maybe it. On maybe who they are they're like that True was, Detective cold lesbians. <laughs> that was kind of a gray area. They maybe were. They had maybe, some yes. comments and um. And I think both the main characters are. I mean, Jody definitely is, and um, Kali Reese. I'm not sure, um, but she has maybe been in stuff. I think she was a professional boxer, um, maybe been in like you know little things. But she carried that show. It was amazing. Hillary, okay. you would be I've too heard scared. It's really good. <laughs> I know, I know. It's so dark too because it's like winter. It's dark Alaska, so yeah. it's like dark all the time, mm-hmm. which is so eerie in itself. It like, is. They yeah. would be. It would be dark, and then they'd be like, "Oh, why are you? You know, you're drinking beer for breakfast, or like, you know, just alluding to like, oh, it's six in the morning. Um, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Ooh. And it just felt like an Ugh. endless night. So it sort of felt like it all happened in one day. Um. Ugh. And it was yes. a like there's no scary. like break and anything. Yep. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. a little scary um, and uh, a little you think it's paranormal like that, like there's kind of some like mystical whatever going on, but maybe there wasn't. And um, yeah, I, I just I just really like okay. it. It was scary. I mean, dark to like to see, but also scary in that. Um, I would be like, oh, I can't handle that today. Like when it would come out, we'd be excited. But then I'd be like, yeah, I can't. Or Not I'd have today. to like watch some stupid like Love is Blind or like a comedy yes. or like blow deck afterwards. <laughs> I'm like, I got to tee up something after because. You have to like sandwich it. It's like fun stuff, then like the dark stuff, then yeah. something that's so stupid that you're like, I'm all right. I'm, I'm out of the darkness yes. now. I'm out of cold lesbians. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why cold lesbians. I know. It's so funny. And um, they, I love their relationship like in real life, like probably for promotion, but I hope in real life they're friends now, but Callie and Jody have been all over Instagram like, oh, we're doing this together. And I think that that's super Aww. cute. <laughs> uh, you know what? I bet that they did because I feel like Jodie Foster is not somebody who is ever going to pretend to do anything. <laughs> anything do. Right. You know, she's like, she's like, fuck, I don't care. Like, what am I? She has two Oscars. What does she give a yeah, shit? No. Like, she doesn't, you know, it's on HBO. She doesn't really need to promote it. Yeah. It's true detective, which is. Um, and the other thing that I think is so stupid is that the guy um, who created the first season of true detective mm-hmm. he's been like talking shit about this season what? and i'm like fuck off oh, i don't know i don't like that in- guy 
Yes, I think that's why. He's like, it's not because there's women. I just didn't think it was that good. Okay, because like, you brought that up, se- that's what it is. Yes. God. Yes, exactly. And it's like, this is the first season that I've heard anybody talk about besides the first mm-hmm. one. The other two kind of like came and went. Yeah. This is the first se- season I've heard, like, I haven't even like sought it out. It just sort of has like come to me. And I'm like, shut up. Take pizza lotta or whatever. Yeah. Fuck off. Just, um, also, okay. <laughs> I, I hate that. Go ahead. Obviously. Um, yeah. Yes. I didn't know he was doing that. Yes. Yeah. He sucks. But I, I'll maybe check it out. No, I'm scared, but I might to. check it out. <laughs> well, I'm happy when, um, I, I enjoy Jodie Foster, so I'm happy oh. when she succeeds. All right. Should we get out of here? Yes. I need to watch, I need to watch some movies, so I gotta, I gotta get I just out of here. got a news alert um, about Vanderpump Rules, so I gotta <gasps> go. You're like, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, your headphones are like twirling as you're like, I got to go. Goodbye. No, the world All is right. burning, but I need to know what uh, what's happening with Raquel. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, the website is thisshowhaseverything.com. Uh, join our Facebook group, especially if you want to listen to our ramblings on the Oscars on Sunday, March 10th. TBD on time. I feel like it's always floating around. We'll probably be logging in around, let's call it mountain time, like, I don't know, six mountain time, roughly yeah. around then. I think um, so. the, yeah. Email us, tshishow at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo. Tell us who your favorite dress was. Um, the AOL keyword is tshi. That's never going away. And thanks for joining us, y'all. That was almost everything. There's a lot of other awards, but that was almost everything. What do they say? See you at the movies. Oh, wait, that's not ours. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's that's like, um. wait, what, is, what does Nicole Kidman say? She's like, this is a place you come to dream or whatever. Yeah. Be a heartbreak feels good in a place like this. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be the title of the show. Yeah, it heartbreak has to be. Feels good in a place. <laughs> <laughs>